Thank you for tuning in to this podcast. This is a, uh, a chat I recorded with the superbly gifted and talented actor and educator, Roger Goland. I apologise for the sound on uh, my side of the table. Uh, I was not, in fact, in my bathroom when I recorded it. Uh, Roger, however, is sharp and acute, not only in voice, but in mind and talent. So, Mr. Roger Goland. Right, here we go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start. I have to do a visual so I know where to cut. Okay. Should have, I should invest in a little, you know, one of those boards that go... Hey, hey, just a second. <laughs> this is Roger Goland, everybody, I'm interviewing. Rod, I'm talking with. Talking with. It's a chat. It's a chat. And Rod... Oh, my Lord. Roger has actually got a Universal Studios. What do you call it, Roger? Clapperboard. Clapperboard. It's a pity this isn't for video, um, but it isn't. I could, I could, could put, I could put, I could put this that bit on, Roger, as a as a as as pre-show publicity. Oh right, because I made a film, you know. Well, I wanted to, I wanted to come on to that, but you don't right. know your film. But I want to talk about Phoenix Films. Phoenix Films. All oh, right. Go on. What's the film you made? Well, we we were putting shorts out for um, Advent. One a day for the whole of Advent. That's what I meant, Phoenix films. Yes. They're just little snippets of songs and sketches and facts about Christmas and Christmas cracker right. jokes. And They're very good. They're very funny. The one, I saw one last night uh, that you'd written, I think. What, the panto? Hmm. That was good fun. I thought it was very clever because you got over this business of people not having to learn their lines. Well, that was the idea, yes. <laughs> Holding the script, very good. Yeah, that was that was last night. Yes, there are okay. there, there are all sorts of things on there, but it, it keeps us busy and it's something to put out there, keep our name in the public eye, as it were. <laughs> That's where it belongs, Roger, <laughs> in the public eye. But I particular, I really liked it because um, I liked the outtakes as well at the end. That was very funny. Yes, the outtakes are often the best, aren't they? Now, it is broadcastable, but I can't quite... We'll perhaps we'll make this a tease, because I sometimes get above two listeners to this. So, Oh, you know, right. If, if, if both my listeners to this show, both your fans, haven't seen it, there is a very rude ending to... But I think it's Graham's wife, is it? Graham's... Uh, um, Fiona. Fiona yeah. has a very... Uh, Dodges, well, she didn't dodge it actually. She she waved straight in. Did she really? <laughs> was it rude? I can't remember. It was rude, Roger. <laughs> well, they would do it just you know, slightly suggestive. Um, you know, I mean, Barbara Windsor rude. I don't mean. Yes, yes, yes. No, it's very clever. You've got a lot of people involved in that, haven't you? We've got a lot of people involved. There are a lot of people involved, yes. And a screenful. And we have the Welsh boyos at Christmas coming up, which is Graham and myself, our little Welsh boys. The Welsh boys? You're not Welsh, are you? Welsh? Talking about... No, I'm not Welsh, but I can... I like mm. doing it, you know. It is lovely. Paint ass, isn't it? Wasn't it? It's lovely. What are you doing? You're doing a Max voice, are you? No, it's not Max voice. No, it's... Uh... It's it's mine again. Another, another one of my sketches. Yes. 
You've written it. I've written it, yes. What's it about then? As a tease for you were you were listeners, you were fans. It's, it's two young Welsh boys looking back and reminiscing over Christmas. No. And and it finishes with a little song. Oh, delightful. Delightful. And you're doing one of these as one a day. One a day. Yeah. Some of them, some of them are very short, some of them are longer. Um We've got we've got a couple of serious ones. We've got one on the the Christmas football match in the First World War. Oh, really? Don't know how that's going to work, but it's all done now. Have you recorded them all then? Yeah, they're all done, already waiting to go. When did you, when did you start? It must have started ages ago recording those. Uh, no, we we didn't actually. Um, November, middle of November, I think. I it was it was quite a lot of work, but it was it was good. It was good fun. It is it, it's very clever because uh, there was one um, I saw with uh, Graham, um, and he's in a oh in the shop, uh, shop or a pub or something. Well, he's in a pub, yes, and with with Headley Nick, yes, yes. And you because uh, the editing of that is quite that's quite hard actually. Graham's Graham's one of the maestros who edits. Is he? Yes. Well, you've got all the comic stars in there, haven't you? You've got uh, you've got uh, you've got all the. All, it's very very. Uh, and have they all? Are they? Uh, are any of them improvised or? Have mm, no, no, none of them are improvised. Oh, well, many of them are unrehearsed, <laughs> but none of them are improvised. Well, that adds to the gaiety of it. Yeah, it? which is very it's very important at this. Time, this time, because we're very uh, short of theatre at the moment currently. Well, yes, because we 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 preempted this with some other little recordings, which we called Phoenix Unlocked mm -hmm. during lockdown. You see, you see what we I think I saw one of those actually. Written, oh, right. with the younger people, is that right? Uh, yes, quite a lot of the, it, the Phoenix is bursting with um, with young talent, people who write as well. Mm. A lot of writers in the group. There was one I saw. I think it was your. I think it was Phoenix. There was one I saw that um, Tracy, not Tracy. Um, oh well, somebody put me onto it anyway. The, 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 written by about uh, LGBTQ um, bullying that was very sympathetic to people who endure that. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the shorts we did. Yes. Stacy, well, Stacy said, I, said, said, because uh, I've been trying a few videos of my own uh, um, on uh, YouTube, trying doing a little bit of writing myself. So I thought, I'll see, I'll see who else is doing it and how they're doing it. And, and really, it's very impressive what's going on, despite the um, lack of theatre that we're that we're that we're we're suffering. Mm. We just get up and do it. Get up and do it, really. Which is the mm -hmm. point. So there's that, and that's got a charity link, hasn't it? Um, mainly ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> you can donate to the Phoenix players. You can, and why not? Why not? Why on earth not? Because we, yes, I feel one feels for one's, uh, you know, our, our friends in the professional theatre. Of course, that's not that I have a great many, but 
they are going through quite a quite a quite a tough time, and, and there's no end in sight, is there? We I bought some tickets to see a show in London with uh, Fakira, and indeed they have not cancelled it yet. Um, so maybe. And second thoughts are planning a show in uh, February, a Shakespeare review. Yeah. Uh, with the one with Tim Tim Raystrick makes an appearance in that. Oh, Tim Bucker's second thoughts. Well, he's doing. Uh, I think they've. Uh, I think Amanda has um, lured him in because of his singing prowess. Yeah, a lot of good singers in that. In fact, in fact, her own uh, it's her own daughter Amy, who's you know a very talented person. Yeah, she has. Uh, I couldn't believe it because uh, that, that she's uh, Amanda sent me the rehearsal schedule last night, and um, included in it was it was a, a song that Amy had recorded. Absolutely astonishing. I must mm. ask her if she'll let me attach it to this or at least put a link or something. Yeah. Amy's, Amy's incre incredibly talented. She is very good, yes. So, Roger. Yes. How are you, dear boy? And how, how is, how, 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 how is, because uh, we're both retired gentlemen now, aren't we? Yes, yes. And how um, long have you been retired for? Roger? I've been retired for 15 years. Um, 15? But there's, there's this, thing that people say, I've, I've never been busier, I don't know how I fitted in work. Well, that's a myth. <laughs> I don't know what these people did for jobs. But <laughs> I was much busier when I was working. <laughs> um, and I enjoy not being busy. I like to wake up in the morning and think, what shall I do today? Yes, yes. Well, I was going to ask that, really, because that is exactly what people say. Exactly what people say. You get up in the morning and think, what? Yes. Well, I I, when I was in work, that's what I thought as well. I used to wake up in the morning as, uh, and think, what on earth am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and latterly, why am I doing this? You know? Yeah. But one thing I've discovered, I discovered lunch. What's that again? I discovered lunch. L lunch when I retired. Lunch? What it's is this? Well, <laughs> I mean... It's, when you're, when you're teaching, I know people think teaching, oh, you get an hour and a half for lunch. I never had an hour and a half for lunch. No. I was always doing something, dinner duties or no. goodness knows what. Yeah. And I'd get home and find my meagre little packed lunch unopened. Oh. And now, now that I'm retired, I can go out for lunch whenever I want to. Yes. yes. Except at the moment, of course. Did you... Um because you did a bit of supply work right after you retired. I did a bit of supply work for, for Sumaloy at the school that I'd left. Because Kira spoke, because you talk Kira a bit, my daughter, and Kira, Kira spoke extremely highly of your lessons. Really? Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes she did. And she's very discerning. Oh, right. You know, she's very, pupils often can be quite... Uh, you that was delightful, a little bit of supply work. That was easy peasy. Is it, though? Is it? Well, only because there, I didn't enjoy it much. I went into other schools and uh, yeah. I didn't like that much. No. No. Didn't feel comfortable. No. No. But going back to Grafton, everybody knew me there. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes. And do you still do supply? No, I haven't done it for... Six seven years. Mm. Was that a, was that a, 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 um, a decision you made 
or did it, or did you sort of peter out, or did you design? Just sort of petered out. I was um, was doing one and a half days a week to start with, and then that became less, and then then it became voluntary, and then I thought, no, I've got other things to do now. And did you do that because um, you? I mean, what, when you were thinking about your retirement, when it was coming up. Did you plan it? That's what people. The other thing people say, isn't it? You must plan your retirement and plan. What no, you're no. I thought that was. I'd, I'd done enough planning. My life revolved around planning. Bloody hell! So, yeah. no, I didn't want to plan. So I didn't. Yes. I booked some nice holidays, um, New York and Alaska, and lovely stuff like that. Yeah. Goodness. But didn't didn't plan what I was going to do. No. So you didn't fight. Was it just was it odd or disconcerting when you first stopped being head teacher? Mm, no, I was ready for it. <laughs> I was burnt out. <laughs> yes. Well, you were. Um, it needs to be placed on record. Not that one needs to, but um, you were uh, an extraordinarily gifted head teacher, and uh, and 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 people remember your. Your headship with it extremely fondly, and uh, and uh, speak speak glowingly of your time as head teacher. So I mean, it must have been a bit of a bit of a wrench, was it, to go and so on? Or we say you were ready for it. Yeah, I suppose you can make it. It can be a wrench, and you're ready for it as well, can't it? Really? It well, yeah, it was. It was very emotional when I finished, and they gave me a lovely send off. But no, I, I really was ready for it. Mm. And of course, it was just like going into the summer holidays, really. And it just became an extended summer holiday without the weather. Wow, that's true. So when did you start teaching, Roger? I started teaching in 1970. 1970. And I remember I was earning £1,000 a year. Are you really? And my father, who was also in teaching, said, it's taken me 20 years to earn a £1,000 a year. Good Lord. <laughs> that was big money then, then, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, wasn't it? My dad's first, uh, second house, mum and dad's second house was worth uh, £6,000. Uh, and, and that was it. And that was so now you remember those figures, don't you? Four three hundred and fifty. I paid for my first house. Is you really cool? Yes, and that was in nineteen seventy as well. Ah. Linda and I um, left Birmingham and Dudley respectively to Studley. Um, bought a house without even having a job because there were teaching jobs all over then. Yeah. Um, she got a job in Ulster, and I got one in Redditch, and that was it. So you moved, did you go from Redditch to Temple Grafton or? No, no, I went from uh, Redditch to um, another school in Redditch uh, and then I went to Tanworth in Arden. Oh. Very upmarket little school. Oh, is it? Right, yeah. I don't know Tanworth. You don't know Tanworth in Arden? No, I know Tanworth, but that's completely different. Tan, no, it's, it's where they filmed um, Crossroads. Oh, is it really? Yes. <laughs> it's quite posh, is it? Oh, very posh. I, th I think... Oh, it... they built a village. Oh, I'm thinking of Emmerdale, aren't I? Emmerdale. 
Yes, not not crossroads. No, they used to come just to, and, and take down the pub sign and put up their own pub sign. <laughs> and no, uh, it was crossroads, not, eh? Not a huge budget crossroads. Were you in it? Well, I, 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 the camera once panned across the school and through the window you could see my head. <laughs> so I was in an episode once, yes. <laughs> That's got to be on YouTube somewhere. <laughs> you would think so. Yeah. Um, yes, well, it was famous for its wobbling sets and so on, wasn't it? And, uh, it was indeed, yes. But it was, just, it was sad. That was, people were very sad when that, when that uh, ended. Noel, Noel Gordon, was it? Noel Gordon, oh, Gordon yes. Yeah, we're, caught, we're treading ever backwards, Roger. We're treading ever backwards. Yeah. yeah. 70, television in 1970. And that, that is because people have got very, um, I, was, I forget what I was watching the other day, but somebody was talking about, uh, you know, the golden days. Oh, I know who it was. It was Nick Abbott, who I listened to on a Saturday, uh, Saturday night and Friday night um, on LBC. He's really, really good, really, really funny. But he's exactly my age. He's uh, he was sixty this year as I was, and um, as I am, and uh, he was talking. Somebody was phoning up saying it's a call-in show, and somebody called up and said uh, they they missed the seventies, uh, and 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 Nick said it's a, it's a terrible time, <laughs> and I agree. Actually, it was it was thought of. We people think of the kind of sixties and seventies as being times of great liberation and. I don't. I don't want. Well, perhaps they were. I did go to a lovely, lovely primary school. I must say, talking primary schools, out of one that was terribly dark and Victorian. Oh right. And then they built a new school opposite our house, on a field opposite our house, and that was lovely. It was lovely. Teachers were so. Uh, well, they're very strict. They're very strict. Yeah, I went to a lovely, delightful primary school, but grammar school I hated with a vengeance. Yes, yes, yes. See, people think about people say, "Well, why can't, why can't we get back to more grammar schools?" But they, uh... I mean, the teachers weren't trained. They were straight out of um, university, experts in their subject, with not a clue how to put it across to the kids. Useless yeah. they were. Not a clue. We had some ex-soldiers in our in our yeah. in ground school as well, and and they, and I, I remember them. Some of them were first ex-first war soldiers, and of course, as in the true tradition of Saint Custard's, um, you you could kill an entire lesson by simply saying, "What did you do in the war, sir?" <laughs> <laughs> and then you were away. The entire lesson would vanish as they told you their war stories. Yeah, Where did you go to school then, Roger? Uh, Tipton County Grammar School in the Black Country. All right. Uh, and it was awful. I, I became very disenchanted at school and uh, mm. and I got comments on my reports like, would rather be a comedian <laughs> than a classical scholar. Hard to imagine, Roger. Hard to imagine. But I had no, I had no quarrel with that comment. Mm. That's a compliment. Yes. As a, as a compliment. And did you always want to teach? Did you go from there into treatment? No, no, never wanted to teach. Wanted to act. Mm, not wanted to act. You are. It also needs to be said for the record that you are an extraordinarily gifted actor as well as teacher and head teacher. Well, you've always been very kind about that. Well, yeah, I, I am very, 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 I am one amongst 
a multitude of people who know. Um, so you wanted to be an actor? Oh, I wanted to be an actor. Um, and my parents dissuaded me from going into and said that if I went to train as a teacher, I could do a drama course, I could get a teaching qualification behind me, and then I could do theatre if I wanted to, mm. which is what I did. Um, and then teaching practice came along, and I thought, this is all right, and it's a bit like acting. Yeah, very much. And you've got a captive audience. Mm. 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 Uh, so I thought, I'll, I'll give it a go. An audience, indeed, that are punished if they don't show up. <laughs> yeah. Audiences to my theatre productions are punished if they do turn up. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's uh, usually fairly grim um, at my shows. So, yes. Mm. And uh, when did you, can you remember the first thing you acted in in front of people? Well, I know I was in when I was five, because my father was into Amdram as well. I, I was one of uh, Bob Cratchit's children in a production of Christmas Carol. It wasn't a speaking role. And I don't really remember it. First thing I remember was as a 14-year-old, part of the local church drama group, I was in a sketch uh, about parents apparently trying to teach their son about the facts of life. Um, um, whereas, in fact, the punchline was, look, son, what I'm trying to say is there is no Father Christmas. <laughs> It was great stuff. <laughs> That's worth reprising. Not too late for the advent calendar. Do an Easter calendar. Go, go, yeah, go. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so four, I was 14. So, so I've been doing it for, oh, I can't work that out, uh, no. 60 years. 60 years. Don't, don't do a lot now. Well, well, let's let's uh, mm, yes, and the words with your series, so stay with acting from from well, mm. so do you have any regrets about not becoming a professional actor? Um, in retrospect, no, God knows what would have happened to me. I might have done a few pantos and a mm. little bit of rep, but I've been fortunate enough to have a lot of really good roles in some wonderful productions, which. I wouldn't have had as a professional, I'm sure, unless I've been very, very lucky. Mm. It is that, isn't it? It is down. It's exactly as you say, though, isn't it? Because it is um, luck, isn't it? I mean, you and I both know people who've yeah. tried to have professional careers with immense talents, and it yeah. hasn't happened for them. Yes, and vice versa. People who have seemingly very uh, hard to define talent. Who've become extraordinarily successful. But there it is. Yeah. That yeah. is life. That's the nature of life, isn't it? That's the nature of life. But you've had some lovely parts, though, have you not? And you've been, you've been, that, that perhaps one wouldn't have had if, if we'd been, if, if you'd been in professional theatre. No, I'm sure that's the case. I think. And perhaps have more fun and, um, I don't know, entertained people perhaps even more than one would have done if, if, if one had been third spear carry for 50 years. Yeah, yeah. And, and the other bonus is, of course, you finish with a play while you're still on a high. You don't have to do it for weeks and months. That's true. That is true. 
when it becomes just a job, I suppose. Yes, yes, yes. But now on the stage, uh, yes, because I remember, I've got lots of fond memories of you acting, uh, not the least of which is, because uh, you've done a whole range of stuff. Uh, I'm totally Shakespeare. Yes. And Miller is the one that I was thinking of the other day, Arthur Miller. Yeah, I, I can remember quite vividly. Uh, I think we were going through a painful audition with the wonderful Estelle Hand for Twelfth Night. Mm. Um, and we were waiting to be called. And you said, I'm, I'm hoping to do The Crucible. And you, and you said, and I'd like you to play the Reverend Hale. Mm. I could have bitten your hand off. Mm. I was in a production at College of The Crucible where I auditioned for Hale, didn't get it, got the part of Thomas Putnam. Mm. Uh, and then I just cherished the part of Hale for the rest of my life until you came along. Mm. <laughs> and that was wonderful. I loved it. Oh, you were very, very good. You were very, very good. Uh, yes, yes. I have been 32 years at the bar, sir, and I would be confounded were I called upon to defend these people. Oh, no, that's uh, that's Danforth. That's Danforth, Tim Raystrick. Tim Raystrick. Yeah. Um, of course, Proctor was uh, our good friend Kevin. Yes, I, I think you said at the same time, you said, um, I see Kevin as John Proctor and Jane Caithness as, I can't remember the character's name. Elizabeth. Elizabeth Proctor. Yeah. Uh, now, see, what both our listeners will have, will realise is that, of course, Second Thoughts haven't had a very stringent audition process. So, yeah, yes. The idea that I handed out parts like jelly beans, uh, of course, then you had to endure very, very extensive testing against a wide field. Oh, some of the auditions were quite frightening. Well, quite frightening. And also, I want like Estelle to know if she ever listened to this that I was paying very close attention to the Twelfth Night auditions whilst <laughs> I was thinking of the show entirely. <laughs> you know. Thank you for tuning in to this uh, podcast chat with the gifted raconteur, teacher, and actor uh, Roger Goland. That's the end of episode one. Uh, episode two i shall upload as soon as i can get around to it but uh, i hope you enjoyed it as i did roger is always charming company and uh, famous throughout the region for his wide spectrum giftedness and more in part two <laughs>